Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. This is another special bonus mini episode to recap this week's Real Housewives of Potomac. Again, I'm trying to under-promise and over-deliver, so please don't expect these Potomac episodes every week. I want to try to cut back to just one new podcast episode a week, but for now, I'm here to do this little Potomac recap because I'm loving Potomac just so, so much. Before we get into it, I just I want to send my love to everyone out there. I know this has been a very traumatic week, as it seems like so many weeks are lately uh, in the United States. So my love goes out to everyone. And I am from Ohio, and particularly seeing the news coming out of Dayton this week has just been, um, it's just been, uh, it's been tough. And I just, um, I send my love to everyone who 
don't even know what to say anymore. No one knows what to say or do anymore. It seems like nothing is changing. It's like nothing is just keeps happening over and over again. And I feel helpless. And I think a lot of us feel helpless. And I don't know what to say or do anymore. And I don't think a lot of us know what to say or do. Excuse me, I don't mean to be emotional. (laughs) This is supposed to be a fun podcast. And I hope to just let's have some laughs and uh, let's just have some laughs and and gather our strength so that we can keep fighting these fights that need to be fought. And uh, sorry, I really didn't mean to get emotional. I just, um, sorry. Let's talk about Potomac. I, oh, I'm loving Potomac, you guys. I'm sorry. I, I whoo, wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. I didn't mean to get so emotional right off the bat. Just been, you know, a, a day. I think for, I don't know. I'm rambling now, but let's talk about Potomac. Let's get into Potomac. Right off the bat, I have in my notes, I have to say this. The taglines, like, I haven't really paid much attention to the Potomac taglines, and Ashley's really made me laugh this week. I don't know why it caught me off guard, but it really did give me a smile and made me feel feel good. Her tagline is, karma's a bitch, but luckily I'm on her side. And the whole season's about her husband's sexual transgressions, you know, and and sexual assault situations and allegations. And her tagline is, karma's a bitch, but luckily I'm on her side. But I don't think you're on karma's side. It seems to me, from watching the season, that maybe you're not on karma's side. And so, I don't know, it just struck me as so, so funny. Like, she, she's so proud and confident in her tagline. Like, I'm on karma's side. And it's like, karma is not on your side, Ashley Darby. Like, everything seems to be a mess right now on the show, at least from what we're watching. The whole kit and caboodle seems like a big old mess. And so I don't know if you're on Karma's side, but I could be wrong. Maybe she's in a different show than what we're all watching, because it's like, Ashley, your life seems a mess. Karma's not on your side. Ah, but it gave me a good laugh. Now, we open with Giselle calling Ashley, and this really was a strange phone call, because Giselle called Ashley on the cell phone, and Giselle says, what's up, what's up? And I thought, what year is it? Do you remember? Do you remember? I don't know if it was like the Budweiser. I think it was Budweiser. They had that commercial like, what's up? <laughs> what a weird, weird moment in time that whole situation was where everyone was just going around being like, what's up? <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember that time? You couldn't call anyone. I think I was in middle school when that came out. And I remember anyone, anytime you'd answer the phone, somebody would be like, what's up? <laughs> So obnoxious, so crazy, and it happened. And you know, any middle school boy that you saw, the first word out of their mouth would be "What's up?" <laughs> like I was literally maybe seventh or eighth grade when that whole thing was happening. That Budweiser phenomenon. At least I think it was Budweiser. That "What's up?" You guys know what I'm talking about, right? "What's up?" It was right around the time of the Yokiro Taco Bell dog. <laughs> Another moment in time. What was going on? What were we doing there? What was that Yokiro Taco Bell dog? It was a phenomenon. We couldn't escape that fucking dog. Now, I love a dog, but it was like, remember there was reports that everyone's buying those kind of chihuahuas because of that Taco Bell commercial? I mean, I, I can't even imagine that now. Do you imagine a Taco Bell commercial having that much influence into our pop culture landscape in 2019? No. But back then, everyone was looking for a chihuahua because of the Taco Bell commercial. That is weird. Anyway, when Giselle called Ashley, that's what she said. She said, what's up, what's up? And it sounded Budweiser-esque. 
And it just reminded me of that whole thing. Now, Giselle and Ashley made up, even though Giselle was being so messy last week at that fall event at that haunted uh, forest or whatever they went to. And Giselle, I think I decided, this week I think I decided that Giselle's definitely the messiest housewife of all time, right? She's got to be up there with like Lisa Renna. She's constantly stirring the pot and saying the craziest things, but she does it in like a very low key way. And she seems so level headed and everything that it almost like rushes past you. And even Robin, I think, is also very messy. But for some reason, Robin doesn't seem as messy comparison to Giselle. And I just love Giselle so, so much. But I was thinking, she's definitely the messiest, right? But she makes up with Ashley. Apparently, all is good between them. Then we cut to Chris and Candace. They're looking at houses. And Candace tells the realtor that she needs a room for her mother. And I think this is a problem, Candace. We know that you and your mom are in therapy. And it seems that her and her mom are doing well in therapy. Candace keeps telling us that this episode. Like, we've been going to therapy and we're learning boundaries. But I just think, like, maybe... Because of their history and because of their past, maybe Candace should say, Mom, stay at a hotel. Look, maybe just don't look for a house for your mom to stay in. But it seems like Candace just can't cut that cord. She can't cut that cord. She loves her mother. And I get it. Look, I love my mom, too. I love her, too. But I think at some point, you have to cut the cord a little bit and get away from the mom, Candace, because it's going to ruin your life. It seems like it's kind of causing a lot of problems in your life from what we can tell. And then in her confessional, the producer asks Candace, so tell us about your trust fund, which I want to just shout out that producer, whoever asked her that question was very messy. And uh, bravo to you, bravo. And Candace says she doesn't want to ask for her trust fund. So she says, I don't want to know when I get it, I get it, but I don't want to know what it is. She says she doesn't know how much it is, but she knows her mom did very well. And Look, I just don't like money. Money causes issues in every relationship, right? They say that's, I think, the number one thing that couples fight about. And so all of this money stuff just worries me. It's like red flags for the rest of Candace's life. And not only with the relationship with her mother, but also the relationship with Chris, it just seems that Candace needs to be more financially independent. Not even more financially independent. She needs to be completely financially independent from her mother. And then I think her and Chris... And just Candace in general will have a better life. Yeah, I'm no Dr. Phil or I'm no Susie Orman. <laughs> so I'm no Susie Orman. But I would guess getting financially independent from your mother will help. I think so. Anyway, then we cut to Ashley, who, you guys, Ashley's confessional with the hair. Can we just talk about it for a second? You know that wig that, you know what, what I'm talking about. You know that new confessional. It premiered a couple weeks back, but it looks like J-Lo in that show Shades of Blue on NBC. You know that J-Lo show? with Ray Liotta, with that creepy Ray Liotta she did. She did it for like three seasons. And I don't think anyone watched it. But you know that J-Lo's hair in that show, it looks like Ashley's hair in this confessional. And every time I see it, I get taken aback. I do like a spit take. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I'm shocked. That look, though. And I think Ashley's a beautiful girl. I'm like mesmerized by her, a beautiful woman. I'm mesmerized by her eyes. I think she has the most amazing eyes. Ashley, have you guys noticed Ashley's eyes? They're stunning. But that one confessional look, every time I see it, I have to like, I do like a cartoon, like, (laughs) like so confused. My eyes pop out of my head and I I fall backward. Then Ashley, Giselle, and Robin get together to look at Giselle's new house. Oh, Robin, you okay? (laughs) 
first thing that has to go is that toilet. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for christening. Now, you guys, I have to tell you something. When I was watching this episode, I turned my head for one second, and then I turned it back, and all of a sudden I saw Robin coming out of the bathroom of this house that needs to be renovated, and all of the women were like, woo! And then Robin said something like, you're going to need to change the toilet. And I had missed the part where the toilet was like that when they all walked in. So apparently Robin had come to this house, and it still needs a lot of work. And so Robin had to go to the restroom, and so she said, I need the bathroom. Giselle sent her off to the bathroom, and then the bathroom toilet was disgusting. There were stains, and it was just really the grossest thing ever. But I had missed the part that the bathroom needed renovating. So all I saw was Robin coming out of the restroom and saying, you need to change the toilet. And then Giselle saying, yep, that's going to be the first thing to go. And they were all commenting on Robin. So I thought, forgive my language, but I thought Robin took a shit. I thought she took such a shit that they were all saying they're going to have to change the toilet. So I was so confused. I had to literally rewind it and get a sense of what was happening. So I had to rewatch the scene because I just missed one split second. And that's the thing with these shows, especially something as dense as Potomac. You miss one, uh, one little moment in time, and all of a sudden you think they're talking about Robin's shit. And I just had no idea. So I rewound it, and the scene actually started off with like that Jaws music. And so Robin was like going into the restroom, and they were playing the Jaws music. And then they showed us that disgusting toilet. I could not believe they showed that. I mean, we've seen a lot of things on these Housewives shows, but to see a close-up of that disgusting toilet was rough. But I was happy to know that it wasn't Robin, one of our main cast members, who made that toilet look that way. Because that's what I originally thought. I thought Robin went in there, took a big-ass shit, and they were all talking about it. Excuse this blue language, everyone. I apologize. But that's what I thought happened. thought she took a poop. And they were all talking about it. I was so shocked, too, because I was like, we don't normally do this on Housewives. Or normally this happens on New York. You know, the New York one, we hear Sonia all the time. There was a whole montage at the New York reunion about Sonia's farts. Here on Potomac, it's not something that we've seen quite often. So I was surprised that all the women were talking about Robin's number two. But apparently, they weren't exactly talking about it. They were talking about this disgusting toilet that was there before Robin got there. But it still was a shock to me. And that's why we all have to pay attention. You know, I need to have a laser focus on these episodes, especially when I'm taking notes. You know, sometimes I get things wrong. You all tell me when I get something wrong. And a lot of times, I will accidentally get it wrong because, you know, I'm talking a lot here. I do sometimes an hour episode where I'm just talking alone. So sometimes I'll just, like, mix up on my notes. And then other times, I genuinely miss something and I get confused. So it happens, and I apologize. But this was a moment where it was, I was writing in my notes. I was like, Robin took a big poop, and then I put a question mark. I was like, oh, I should rewatch this, because that doesn't sound right. Maybe something else happened. So I was smart enough to rewind. So I was just very grateful for that rewind button. Sometimes it doesn't work if I'm watching streaming online. Sometimes I'll watch via that Sling app, and it won't let me rewind. So I was so grateful that technology was in my favor. Otherwise, I would have reported to you all that Robin took a big poop. That's what I would have reported. And then you all would have been like, uh, Danny, that's not what happened. But that was what happened if you missed that little tiny bit that happened at the beginning of the scene when Robin entered this newly, uh, or this house that needed to be renovated. Oh! Robin, you okay? <laughs> it's gross! Robin, you have a tetanus shot? Okay. <laughs> First thing that has to go is that toilet. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for christening. <laughs> 
anyway, it was so funny. So they go and look at this house, and Giselle's telling the women what she wants to do, the renovations. They go outside, Robin, Ashley, and Giselle, they put up, pull out some champagne, they toast, and then they have one of the funniest exchanges on this show. So they toast with their drinks, and then Robin says, I'll give you my input on the journey if you want it. Meaning, like, I'll tell you what I think of the house renovations as it's happening. Then Giselle says, I do want it, even if I don't agree with it. I want, you know, I'd like your input you know, for the renovations. I'd love your input. And then Ashley, under her breath, says, yeah, that's real friendship. And then Giselle latches right onto that and says, that brings me to you, Ashley. The other night you called me shady. <laughs> it's like Giselle is so messy. Like she just heard that little bit out of Ashley. She heard Ashley just say that little bit. Ashley, all she said was, that's real friendship. She said it under her breath. It wasn't even loud enough. They might have needed to subtitle it. It was so quiet. And Giselle hears it, and she says, that brings me to you, Ashley. And then they start talking about the entire uh, last episode, and it was just such a funny shift, and that's why Giselle's so amazingly messy and why I love her so, so much. So they're all talking about all the other women, and I want to say that Robin was being low-key messy too, but again, she was next to Giselle, so you almost don't even notice it, because Giselle is so overly messy. They end the conversation by talking about Ashley and Monique meeting at Monique's podcast taping, and they end the conversation with Giselle saying, well, she could podcast herself to death. And I just thought that was a fitting a fitting thing. That's what I'm doing here. Podcasting myself to death. That's the tagline of everything iconic. It's going to be... <laughs> Podcast yourself to death. Anyway, then we cut to Karen's dinner. Karen's at home with the fam. They're having dinner and they're talking about her perfume line. And Karen says that her perfume's more unisex. The perfume is called La Dame, and that's the name of it. And I was thinking during this scene, how many people are out there saying that they want to smell like Karen Huger? I just think it's a bizarre housewife product to put on the market. It just seems very odd to me. Who out there among us is saying, I want to smell like Karen Huger? I mean, and I will buy any housewife product. I bought uh, Ageless by Ramona. I bought Skinny Girl Lunch Meat. I've literally bought it all. I will support these women through and through. But I I can't imagine wanting to smell like one of these housewives. Do you remember Vicki Gunvalson came out with a perfume at some point? There was this perfume and I smelled it once and it's not good. But I just think this seems like a weird product launch. Anything else? Give us anything else that we can use because we're we're willing to throw the money at you. I'll buy that toaster oven if I have to, but a perfume seems like an odd choice. And also, like her family was saying, well, if it's unisex, maybe you should like rethink the name. And she's like, nope. (laughs) Karen's like, not looking for input. And that's it. That's Karen Huger in a nutshell. Not looking for input. She's not not interested. But I don't know, maybe some of you are out there saying, like, I want to smell like Karen Huger. I can't even imagine what that would smell like. Like, I can't even nail down in my head, like, what I think that would smell like. I can't even imagine it. Can't even imagine it. Then we cut to Ashley and Michael, who are meeting uh, at a restaurant, and they're saying, well, there's only blue skies ahead. They talk about how the charges were dropped against Michael, and they say there's only blue skies ahead. And I don't know, every time Ashley says something like this, like, well, we're good now, or everything's great now. It seems like something else shitty happens to her. And so I just maybe think she should stop saying that. Just don't say blue skies ahead. Just keep your mouth quiet and move forward. Eyes ahead. Just don't say how great life is, because it seems like every time you say that, then your husband gets into some more mischief. 
And by mischief, I mean he's accused of grabbing someone's ass when they don't want it. So just maybe don't say it. Just go ahead. Enjoy your life. If it is going well, just go ahead and enjoy it. You don't need to say it. Don't comment on it. Anyway, then she talks about how she wants to connect with her dad. Apparently, she reached out to him five years ago. She has never had a relationship with him when her parents were divorced when she was a very young kid. She hasn't ever had a relationship with him, but she did find him on social media five years ago, and she reached out and he blocked her. What a fucking asshole. How do you do that to a child? I don't know how you could do that to a child. How do you just leave a child... Your own child, how could you do it? I don't, I'll never understand that. You know, when I first moved to LA, I used to volunteer at the Gay and Lesbian Center here in LA, and I would work at the after school program. So kids would come in from the street, and they were all these kids, these LGBTQ plus youth who were coming in because they, a lot of them were homeless, a lot of them were thrown out of their houses just because they told their parents they were, uh, you know, they were gay or bi or whatever. And the parents threw them out on the streets. And it just was so heartbreaking to think that a parent could just say, nope, I'm done with you. I don't know how anyone could live with themselves. And I I know that Ashley's dad, of course, left Ashley with her mother, so he wasn't like leaving her on the street, but it's still, um, it's still disgusting, if you ask me. But anyway, Ashley's trying to reach out to her dad. She wants to connect. And she says that she's friends with her aunt. She hasn't seen since 2006, but she's going to reach out to her. So we see that later on. We cut to Monique at home with the kids. Monique is getting ready to have this baby. She looks like she's exhausted. She says her pelvis hurts. And she had a new confessional look. At least I believe it was new. It was like a Wonder Woman-esque. There was some sort of crown or thing on her head that was really intriguing to me. It was Wonder Woman-esque. And I thought, these Potomac women are doing some fashion choices, and I like it. I'm really into the fashion choices they're all making this season. They're all stepping up their game. And I mean, Monique's wasn't necessarily the best look I've ever seen, but it was definitely experimental. And I appreciate that in the Housewives show. Because even if nothing's going on in terms of drama, we have something to look at. Because Erica Jane on Real House of Beverly Hills, I feel like she doesn't offer a lot dramatically, but sometimes it's fun to see what she wears, right? So I do wish Erica Jane would offer a little bit more dramatically, but any of the housewives, at least if they're offering me some looks, Dorit's like that too. I don't really like Dorit at all, but I think sometimes on screen, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? And it's entertaining for me. (laughs) You guys know what I mean. And we can judge it, too. We could judge it. We can laugh at it. When they wear a crazy outfit in a confessional, nothing better. Nothing better. Anyway, uh, Monique's at home with the kids. Her husband, Chris, is brushing the kids' teeth, which I always think is adorable when a parent's helping a kid brush a teeth. I don't know why. I always love that. But Monique then plays a trick on Chris, her husband, and she says, my water just broke. Call the police. So then they call the police. My wife is Chris. pregnant. Huh? What? Hang up, hang up. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> Is everything okay? Now you know you're going to call no. <laughs> Moni, you okay, baby? I'm okay. She, she's okay. I'll call you back when we need you. I'm sorry. Chris is calling the police, and I was getting so stressed. There were kids everywhere. They were shouting. They are like, what's going on? A bunch of kids. And Chris was like, oh, my God. He was freaking out. And I thought Monique was serious. And then all of a sudden... Chris gets the police on the phone, and then Monique's like, just kidding. And I thought, this is not okay. She not only played a prank on him, but she played a prank on all of us, because I fell for it. 
I fell for it. I thought it was happening. I was like, it's happening. Like it was happening in my house. I was like, Matt, we got to go to the hospital. It's happening. I was bamboozled by Monique. And isn't that illegal to like call the police? I know Chris wasn't doing it on purpose, but I feel like Monique should have said something before he dialed. The ambulance or 911 was on the line. I think that's illegal. You know what? Speaking of 911, do you remember that Halle Berry movie where she played a 911 operator and she had that bad wig? Well, that sort of looks like the look that Ashley has when I was talking about when she looks like shades of blue J-Lo. It's like a mix between shades of blue J-Lo and Halle Berry in that 911 operator movie. What was that movie? That was a weird moment in time, wasn't it? <laughs> sure was. Anyway, then we cut to this charity event. It's Carrie, uh, Katie's charity event. Candace and her mom go together. Uh, Candace and her mom. I, I get that therapy's going well, but maybe it's still okay to just take a little space. Just because it's going well for one hour doesn't mean we have to go everywhere together. That's what I want to say to Candace. Like, it's okay to have a good relationship and also keep some distance so that it doesn't get bad again. Anyway, then Giselle meets with the mom and Candace, and Giselle comes over and immediately is messy again. Mom uh, calls Candace a brat, and Giselle says, well, yeah, Candace is a brat. And then, you know what Giselle says to Candace's mom? You created the brat. Giselle, you're so fucking messy. Giselle, I love her. I love her. I wish we could clone Giselle and put her on every single other franchise of this Housewives phenomenon. Let's get her in Orange County. Let's get her in every uh, every franchise we need. Let's reboot DC. Let's get her on DC. Wherever we got to put her. Then Robin shows up looking amazing. By the way, the earrings, the dress, her body is snatched in this charity scene. Did you notice this? I wish that Robin wore that outfit to the reunion. I thought it would have been a perfect reunion look. She looked phenomenal. Her body looked amazing. Her hair looked amazing. The earrings, everything looked perfect. And I don't always love the Potomac women's reunion looks. So I just saw this and I thought, oh man, Robin, I wish you would have saved this. But maybe she'll turn it out at the reunion. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, no one knows what they're there for. It's a charity event. (laughs) No one knows what the charity is for. Everyone's confused. Giselle thinks it's for kids. Robin thinks it's for homelessness or something. Like, no one knows. They're all just there for the booze and food. Which, who among us hasn't been to a place for just the booze and food? (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time I showed up somewhere just for the booze and food, I would have a million dollars by now. So then all the women get together, and Katie's with her boo, Jacob. And Robin, then, is the messy one, because Robin brings up Katie's comment about Michael. Remember when Katie said that Jacob, her man... Like, had a conversation with Michael, and then Michael said something about calling the side phone or something like that, and they thought it was flirting. So Robin brings that up. And here's the thing even if that is a joke, so then they start talking, they're like, well, do you think it was a joke? Even if that is a joke, if it's inappropriate and making everyone else uncomfortable, then that's not a j- funny joke. Maybe just don't do <laughs> You're not a comedian then. I actually don't think that Michael was flirting with Jacob in this instance. I actually think this was a rare instance where Michael was trying to make a joke. But here's the thing, it's not a joke. There was no punchline, no one's laughing, so it's not a joke. And so that's what I hope Michael gets when he's watching these episodes, is that his behavior and his language and everything is making everyone uncomfortable. And I think that's the real lesson that we need to learn here. And it's not okay. It's not okay to act that way. It's not okay to talk that way. So he needs to learn this lesson, even if I'm not saying he isn't crossing the line. He definitely is crossing the line, both physically, apparently, and uh, and verbally. But 
he just needs to learn a lesson. If he's not going to learn it in terms of like the court of law, then hopefully he's just watching and thinking like, oh, maybe I should talk a little bit different. You know, that's what I think. That's what I think. Meanwhile, Monique didn't show up to the charity event because she was going to bed. And they said she didn't want to come because she couldn't fit into her outfit, which, again, who among us? <laughs> it's been plenty. If I had a nickel for every time I didn't show up to a, a function because I couldn't fit my outfit, then I'd have a, another million dollars. I'd have two million dollars so far. And <laughs> Monique says she wants to go to bed. And they flashed the time on the screen. It was 8 p.m. I've been there, too. Been there. I'm not, I've never been pregnant. But if I wanted to go to bed at 8 p.m., sure. Sure have. There's been plenty of nights where I turn to Matt and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Or have you ever had one of those nights where you think like, oh, man, I'm exhausted. Let's turn out the lights. And then you look at the clock and it's like 8.15. And you're like, whoops, I didn't realize that. Thought it was later. <laughs> that just happened to me the other night. It was like literally like 7.13. And I'm like, whoo, I'm tired. Whoo, better get to bed. Turn out the lights. I was like taking out my contact lenses. I was doing the whole night and cleaning my face. Getting under the covers, and I looked over at that clock, and it said 7.13 p.m., and I thought, oop, <laughs> and I, oop, Mm-mm, not time for bed yet. Gotta stay up. Because then the other problem is, if you go to bed at that time, then what happens to me, at least, I wake up at 4.15 in the morning, and I'm like, wide awake, because I went to bed so early. So, you know, you can't win. Gotta stay up. Gotta stay up. Anyway, then we cut to Ashley and her mom. They meet with Aunt Sheila and her uncle. And again, I still cannot believe that Ashley's dad just had left her, but she says she wants to meet her dad. And so I I felt bad. I felt bad for Ashley. And I normally don't feel bad for Ashley because her life seems so crazy. (laughs) I felt bad for her in this moment, though. I really did. And then uh, she goes with her mom to meet her dad. She's going to look for him, and they're driving the car. We see the car footage, and it was heartbreaking. And then it ends on a cliffhanger. We don't see her get to this place, but we do see in the previews for next week that she does seemingly meet her father, and the camera people are there, and we see a subtitle, and I'm expecting it to be emotional. I'm expecting it to be emotional. Do you remember on The Real Hustles of Atlanta when Kenya tried to meet, I think it was her mother, and she went to the door, and then I think her mom was home but didn't answer? It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Anyway, that's it. Let's take a quick break here and we'll finish up with a few final thoughts. And I also want to just briefly mention Fancy AF Cocktails, which was just announced if you guys haven't been following me on social media. So we'll take a quick break here and then we'll be right back with just a few thoughts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free 
filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code Everything Iconic, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing, because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. That's the episode next week. We do get a lot of uh, vehicle work. I don't know if you saw this in the preview for next week, but Robin's in a big truck and Karen's driving. It just looked like a lot of automobile automobile hijinks, and I'm into it. And we get some Giselle versus Monique. So that's all next week. I'm very excited. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this little bonus episode. I want to say thank you to everyone who has pre-ordered Fancy AF Cocktails. I'll talk a little bit more about it on the Southern Charm recap later this week. But for now, I just want to thank all of you who have pre-ordered it. Right now, as of this recording, it's at the lowest price ever on Amazon. I think it's $14.99. So if you order it now, a pre-order it, you'll get a really great deal. And I believe that to be the lowest price it'll ever be. So uh, order it on Amazon, or you can order from everywhere, Target, Barnes & Noble, wherever you order a book. And it's really great, you guys. I've been dying to talk about it. And again, I'll talk a little bit more on the Southern Charm recap about the book and uh, tell you guys a little bit more. But it was so fun, and I was just dying to tell everyone. So I'm so glad that it's like finally out there. And I think everyone's going to be blown away. And I'm super excited for you guys to see it, because... Truly, I am, I'm blown away by it. And Ariana and Tom were just so lovely to work with. And I 
I can't wait for you guys to see it. So they and they put they worked so hard on it too. Truly, we all worked really hard on it. But I I'm so excited for you guys to see it. So with that, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Again, I'm sorry for getting emotional earlier. I don't know what came over me. I think, well, I do know what came over me. This country is, you know, we're having some tough times. So anyway, I send my love to all of you out there. And uh, please, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. That was a weird shift, wasn't it? (laughs) I apologize for that weird, that weird transition. But go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 more per month to get access to all the bonus episodes. More importantly, you help support this podcast. And look, I like to end these podcasts with a little cool down to make us relax a little bit. So let's all just take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in and think of some people that you love. Breathe out. Take some time this week to reach out to the ones you love. Hopefully, you can give them a big hug, a big kiss, and just tell the ones you love that you love them and squeeze them tight if you can. I'm sending all my love out to you guys and have a great week. Be kind to one another and bye bye. Thank you for listening. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass 
gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.